0: And we welcome you to the Handicast for Wednesday, May the 24th. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us today um, on what will be our final podcast uh, before we break for the summer. So let me give you a little bit of a heads up of uh, what we're planning here. Um, We're going to go on summer hiatus. We'll be back uh, in the fall. not going to have an exact date yet, but uh, we'll be back uh, certainly before the football season starts. And um, we will be tweaking the format a little bit uh, when we get uh, into the fall. For those of you who don't know, uh, going back to our old show format uh, from 11 to 1 with Live at Lunch with myself and Jimmy Ott. So as we uh, we get into that show, uh, we'll put the uh, the podcast on a, a summer break as we We have done for the last couple of summers, but uh, this one will be going on a complete hiatus and rework uh, the format a little bit. I think you'll like what we've got uh, planned for you coming up when we return in the fall. So uh, today I want to do a little bit of housekeeping, some things I'm looking for this summer Uh, and then of course we'll be on the air every day uh, with the show. The Baseball at the Box podcast uh, which is presented by Napa Auto Parts is going to continue as far as uh, LSU is in the postseason which they got off to a good start today. So you're looking for LSU baseball stuff, uh, that podcast will continue until the end of the season. Uh, The Handicast will return uh, in the fall. We're always brought to you by Supreme Rice, and we want to thank our friends at Supreme Rice for sponsoring uh, the Handycast. And, of course, uh, if you're having any kind of get-togethers this summer, if you're just uh, meeting with family, meeting with friends, it's jambalaya season. We're going to Jambalaya Festival this weekend. You know, make uh, your plans with Supreme Rice uh, for all of your dishes that involve rice, red and white beans, stews, A2 etouffets, jambalaya, uh, even a gumbo. If you want to stick in a gumbo, uh, even though the weather is hot, make it with Supreme Rice and support our Louisiana farmers down in Crowley, Louisiana, since the 1930s. You know, all of our Supreme Rice is grown, milled, and processed uh, down in southwest Louisiana. And when you do something that long and that well, you know that uh, you've got a Supreme product. Canterbury very be proud of me with the uh, the segue there. Get it at all your Walmarts, Walmart neighborhood stores, your Rouse's, your AG food stores, the brown, the long grain, the medium grain, or the jasmine. Make it Supreme Rice for more information and great recipes. Go to SupremeRice.com. So here's uh, sort of my checklist for the summer. Uh, remember when you were in school, I used to give your reading for the summer. Here's what to look for. Here's what I would consider for our uh, favorite Uh, teams around here uh what i would consider a successful summer uh for lsu football uh There'll be a few additions to make uh, to the current roster, sort of some last-second additions from the transfer portal. I'm looking uh, mostly for one more tight end, preferably a blocking tight end, uh, maybe a junior college tight end even, uh, but uh, maybe one or two more additions to LSU football, and then, that, the, then the roster will be set. The, the biggest part Of The LSU summer and there's camps and there's recruiting and all those things that you have to do and that lay the groundwork for future classes and things like that. But the biggest thing that uh, will happen for LSU football this summer lies on the shoulders of their quarterback Jaden Daniels. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I've heard it from too many former players to ignore it. This is gospel you'll win the national championship in the summer. I firmly believe this. Uh, you don't uh, – put it this way. Maybe you don't win it, but you could certainly lose it. And you have to put yourself in position to be a champion by the work that you do in the summer. And every one of those championship teams had a leader in the summer, uh, Matt Malk, Matt Flynn, Joe Burrow. Uh, they They brought it in the summer, and the prep work was done, and – Everybody buys in and it can't be the coaches because the coaches can't be there. This has to be your teammates buying into your leadership, wanting to do this and putting everything they have into it. Uh, I, I, I've heard Richard Dixon say this, you know, Hey, there was no way we were going to miss off season workouts before the 2007 season. Uh, in the 2008 season, we weren't as diligent. We didn't have as perfect attendance. So For Jaden Daniels, it's up to him. This is where the quarterback leads. Everybody's got to be out there. They've got to buy in. They've got to buy into his leadership. It's on him to to get them going. Um, it's a lot to ask of a young man, but that's where championship quarterbacks are made. I think that you know Daniels has got all of those uh, qualities, and I think that Garrett Nussmeyer can set uh, a real firm base to be in his position next summer by being a very uh, active participant in these drills. So for LSU football. A few late additions and the summer workouts led by the quarterbacks. For LSU basketball, uh, hopefully some team bonding, men's basketball I'm talking about, hopefully some team bonding because for the second straight year, Matt McMahon is going to have a roster that uh, when they get to campus and everybody gets together, largely don't know each other. So this summer, I have no doubt that they're putting in the hard work, but... uh, Some familiarity with what they want to do. I think they they laid in some team culture things a year ago. I think they've got to take the next step in doing that, but mostly some familiarity. Uh, And that just comes from hours and hours and hours together. That's what they've got to do uh, to get the program going in the right direction. It's not – LSU football, there is a championship expected this year. Maybe that's, you know, a a little bit – high in the sky, but uh, the goal is a championship. For LSU basketball, uh, the goal is to take the next step. Uh, last season, they were 2-16 and 16 in the league. They got a long way to go. So this summer is about, for the team, familiarizing themselves, spending countless hours together, getting to know uh, your teammates, and putting together a, a cohesive team that buys into everything the coaching staff is saying and creates a stronger culture, the one that they laid in place a year ago, move on that one. And for the coaching staff, um, this is a a get out and just – I can't say anything else Nothing. recruit your ass off. Okay if there's somebody bouncing a ball in a tournament in a camp in I mean you got to be everywhere you got to be working every angle you're behind you're not recruiting at an elite level right now That's got to change. Uh, I would hope somewhere during the summer that the NCAA would come down and say whatever they're going to say. But even if they don't, uh, every literally every minute of every day that they are working, something's got to be working in recruiting. And I'm sure that they will. Uh, that's, That's the charge for Matt McMahon. The charge is different for Kim Mulkey in women's basketball. They've got a roster. They'll be number one to start the season. They'll be the odds on favorite in Vegas to win a second consecutive national championship. And I have no doubt that the summer programs that she's put in that have been successful for her for, you know, the better part of, you know, two and a half decades will be in place. Her charge is something a little bit different. What she's going to have to do is she's going to have to manage some egos. And when I say manage egos, uh, There's a lot of star power on that team. There's a lot of returning star power. There's a lot of incoming star power, both from the high school ranks and the college ranks, and they'll be ranked very, you know, at the top of the, the polls with good reason. Managing those egos. Getting everybody to get along, to play as a unit, uh, to buy into the summertime programs. Remember uh, all of the photo shoots and all of the NIL deals and all of the rap songs and all of the the things that you do on social media that have earned you these NIL deals and have earned you this kind of fame. Remember, we did the we did the podcast almost famous. Well, they ain't almost famous anymore. They're all famous now. Remember that it's basketball that got you to this level of fame. The rest of the stuff is the, the is sort of in the side piece, uh, the side dish. Those have got to be basketball's got to be the number one thing if they're going to be as successful next year as they were this year. So for Kim Mulkey, this summer to me is about uh, is about managing all of that. For LSU baseball, there's obviously this postseason, and hopefully a, a return to the College World Series. Been too long since LSU's been to Omaha. Missed that place. Like to see them back there. And then after uh, the, the postseason, they've got to manage the draft and see exactly how much of the recruiting class is going to be uh, going to be hit. And then Jay Johnson's got to get back into transfer portal. This is just uh, a part. Of your calendar now, um, whether you have a team that I- you feel like is a championship caliber team or a team that is trying to get off the deck, the transfer portal uh, is it's almost everything uh, these days. So uh, he had a very very strong run in the transfer portal at the end of last year. Uh, believe me, at this time last year, I had no idea that uh, a Paul Skeens or a Tommy White would be on the 2023 LSU baseball team. And right now, I can't tell you who all stars are going to be on the 2024 LSU team I can tell you some of them uh, but those are the ones I know that are already on campus the ones that I don't know well obviously that's Jay Johnson's big charge as soon as the season is and the draft are done I'm sure he'll do that he did a terrific job of it uh, last season for LSU softball, uh, and it does appear uh, that Beth Tarina will be back for a 12th season. And it, as I did in the podcast early this week, I think that's the right move. And as I talked about in that podcast, this is about recruiting. Getting LSU softball back to when they were going to Oklahoma City three years in a row is going to require a greater recruiting effort than the one that they've had the last several years. The I don't I'm not an expert in softball recruiting. I just I can look at the numbers and tell you. The pitching numbers we went through if you wanna go through the numbers, it did it all in the podcast on Monday, but where their pitching was and where their pitching is now, it's not as good. They've got to get out and recruit harder and that includes in the transfer portal. Um you can't be squeamish about the transfer portal anymore. It's here to stay and it is as important a roster building tool as you have. So, uh, For Beth Tarina, uh, that's where she's got to go. She's got to get into the portal and add uh, some, some key pieces to next year's team. For the New Orleans Saints, I hope that uh, by the time I talk to you again, nothing has happened <laughs> because uh, for the Saints, the roster is in place. I'm not expecting uh, any more roster moves. They're not going to Sign, uh, but before they go to camp, okay. And I'm going to sign uh, any more. I don't think uh, free agents of consequence. I don't think that uh, there's a trade that's going to happen before camp starts. Uh, you know, maybe once they get into camp, they'll be looking to start moving some people around. But uh, from here to camp, I don't want to hear very much. No news is good news, except for one thing. Uh, if possible, uh, they need to have as much. Uh, Finality to Alvin Kamara's situation as they can get, and I'm I'm not sure before August that that's even possible. But they got to be preparing for that. Otherwise, I'd like to have a very very quiet summer where the New Orleans Saints are concerned, and for the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, a a very very important summer uh, for them. I think uh, there's two things that have to happen. Uh, the first thing is that. They've got to address some of the roster deficiencies that they have as far as rim protection and shooting through free agency and what I still believe is a likely trade of the 14th pick in the first round, um, we've talked about a lot of the names. You can go back through some of the uh, the podcasts that we've done, some of the uh, the things that Ali Cosell uh, and Du have talked with us about on the Daily Show. Uh, but there's some there's some roster holes. There's going to be have to be some roster shuffling, as David Griffin said in the exit interviews. I can't just tell you, hey, we're good enough, uh, you know, we should just be able to roll roll this back. No, uh, that's not the case. So a little bit of roster restructuring, adding some rim protection, adding uh, some shooting to this team, uh, probably through the veteran ranks. Don't think that the draft is the way to go for this uh, this particular team. And then the second thing is, as bluntly as I can put it, they got to get Zion straight. Uh, they, they got to get him healthy, they got to get him fully committed, they got to get him and his camp and the Pelicans front office and coaching staff all on the same page. Because what happened at the end of the regular season was as infuriating as anything that I've seen in sports this past year, maybe in sports for a long time. When a player goes out for the second consecutive year and says, I'm healthy enough to play, uh, but then doesn't play, and then goes off and is you know doing windmill dunks in practice and putting it on social media. And then if that didn't get everybody's attention enough, going out on the floor in warm-ups before a game, he's not going to play in and putting on a show. Um, and then having a general manager come out in a whole separate deal, come out uh, and say, no, he's he's not ready. Um, to have Zion say, I'll play when I feel like Zion he needs to get feeling like Zion, uh, because it, the the future of the franchise is in many many ways dependent on him. So get everybody on the same page, get everybody healthy, rework the roster a little bit, and try uh, to have you know a, a move in the right direction. Next year's team, you know, the Western Conference, Denver looks like a strong favorite. And you've got young nucleus, young uh, core, talented cores in Memphis, uh, in Sacramento, in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City is also armed with a boatload of draft choices. Phoenix Suns will have a new coach, Kevin Durant, uh, and. Um, uh, Devin Booker for an entire season if the Clippers can ever get their group on the floor healthy uh, for you know an entire season they'll be contenders and that's before you even get to the Lakers and the Warriors aging but still very talented teams so it's going to be a loaded west again You get your guys on the floor, you've got every opportunity to compete. Can't thank the folks at Supreme Rice enough. Uh, Again, the handicaps going on hiatus uh, until the uh, beginning of the fall. So thank you uh, for all of your participation. Thank you for the downloads. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the feedback that you've got, uh, you've given us, and uh, we'll be back uh, in the fall. Until then, one, two, three, Cancun. I'm not actually going to Cancun. Uh, For... Wednesday, May the 24th, has been the Handicast. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.